Hey everyone, it's Father Pat here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings today are from Wednesday of the first week of Lent, a reading from the book of the prophet Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, set out for the great city of Nineveh, and announced to it the message that I will tell you. So Jonah made ready and went to Nineveh, according to the law's bidding. Now, Nineveh was an enormously large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began his journey through the city for and had gone but a single day's walk, announcing, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be destroyed. When the people of Nineveh believed God, they proclaimed a fast, and all of them, great and small, put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, laid aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in the ashes. Then he had this proclaimed throughout Nineveh, by decree of the king and his nobles. Neither man nor beast, neither neither cattle nor sheep, shall taste anything. They shall not eat, nor shall they drink water. Man and beast shall be covered with sackcloth and call loudly to God. And every man shall turn away from his evil way and from the violence he has in hand. Who knows, God may relent and forgive and withhold his blazing wrath, so that we shall not perish. When God saw by their actions how they turned from their evil way, he repented of the evil that he had threatened to do to them. He did not carry it out. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In the greatness of your compassion, wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt, and of my sin cleanse me. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. A clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast me not out from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. For you are not pleased with sacrifices. Should I offer a burnt offering, you would not accept it. My sacrifice, O God, is a contrite spirit. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. While still more people gathered in the crowd, Jesus said to them, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. At the judgment, the Queen of the South will rise with the men of this generation, and she will condemn them, because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And there is something greater than Solomon here. At the judgment, the men of Nineveh will arise with this generation and condemn it, because of the preaching of Jonah, they repented. And there is something greater than Jonah here. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I've never really gotten a whole lot, a whole lot out of Jonah's story, Jonah's tale. I mean, I guess it's a favorite Bible story for children, right? But but other than that, it's hard to see why it's in the Bible at all. I mean, okay, Jonah doesn't want to be a prophet, and uh, and he doesn't want to preach to the people of Nineveh, and God won't take no for an answer. You know, good point, I guess. But 
To have a whole book of the Bible about that seems a bit silly. And the whole three days and three nights in the belly of a whale thing is a neat foreshadowing of the resurrection. Uh, in fact, we hear in, in today's first reading that Jonah spends three days walking across Nineveh. But, but that three-day thing wouldn't mean a whole lot to G Jesus' Jewish audience since Jesus hadn't died and risen yet. So the whole three-day thing would have you know, been totally over their heads. But, but God doesn't waste his breath, right? I mean, there must be something the Lord is saying to us with these words. So what am I supposed to get out of the Jonah story? I got to thinking, Jonah is preaching to the people of Nineveh, which is in Assyria, right? The people of Nineveh are pagans and Israel's enemy. Nineveh is Assyria's capital. Um, and Assyria conquered the northern kingdom of Israel in 722 BC. So they're enemies, okay? Isn't it strange that the people there, uh, citizens of a large and prosperous city in a, in a powerful empire, listen to this little Jewish guy from wherever he's from, who washed up on shore and smelled like, smelled like three-week-old tuna salad? I mean, why didn't they... Why didn't they dismiss him as a lunatic, lock him up in prison, you know? Maybe they listened because he was the most unlikely of prophets. I mean, why would a Jewish man care enough about them to walk around an enemy city at the risk of his own safety? The city of Nineveh was spared from destruction by a person who did everything he could to avoid helping them. But God used Jonah anyway. It's humbling to think that somehow God uses those who I like the least to save my soul. I wonder, who's my Jonah? And who is yours? God bless you.